Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. The Lord spoke to me the other day, and... uh, I began to read a verse of scripture and it spoke to my heart and I felt like I needed to do something with it. Amen. I'm going to be in Mark 11 tonight and just going to read one verse. I I promise I won't make you stand long. Mark 11 and verse number 17. Jesus speaking here. And he taught saying unto them, Is it not written, My house shall be called of all nations the house of prayer? But ye have made it a den of thieves. Heavenly Father, thank you for the word. Ask you, Lord, you would join our minds together, Lord, tonight. Oh, God. I feel, Lord, what you've laid up on my heart. And I'm asking you, God, that you would help me tonight. God, I want to encourage us, Lord, even though at times I may dig around us, God. Oh, help us tonight, Lord Jesus. Encourage us, strengthen us, God, by the word of God. We ask it in Jesus' name. And you may be seated. Amen. We all know the story very well. We have heard it many times that uh, this was after Jesus has cleansed the temple. He, they were buying and selling. Amen. You could buy you a dove. If you didn't bring a sacrifice, you could stop and buy you a dove in the outer court. And you could go on in and you had your sacrifice. And God did not like that, buying and selling in the house of God. And uh, I found something that kind of is a little story, amen, from the Bible illustrator that I thought was kind of really good, and it was called Pickpockets in the Synagogue. Said, our Paris correspondent telegraphs complaints having been made to the police that the synagogue had become a house of call for pickpocketers. Several detectives were set there on watch who last Saturday caught a man in the act of stealing a purse from one of the congregation. Henceforth, a couple of inspectors will be on duty during the service and it is to be hoped will render personal property secure in the synagogue. I know that sounds funny, but I'm going to tell you, everybody comes to church not honest. There are sinners that walk through the doors, and some of them don't come for church. And, you know, it's sad to say that you could have a pickpocketer in church, but I'm telling you, it happens. So, uh, you know, as long as there's sinners coming in our doors, and we want them to come. They need help. Amen. We need that. But I'm telling you, ladies, you better hold on to your pocketbooks. Watch them very closely. Amen. So uh, 
That's what Jesus felt like was happening in the temple, that they were people come in and they were actually thieves. He called them thieves. Amen. They were robbing God. Amen. They weren't bringing a true sacrifice from them. Amen. They were buying and selling. It was not for the glory of God, but it was for their glory. It was money in their pocket. I don't know about you, but I hate to see that in the house of God. I, 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 I'm just not for that. Isn't it amazing, though, that when the power of God is removed from the temple, that man returns to his own sinful ways. And the temple is no longer a temple of God. Amen. Let me remind you, it is not God that changes the temple. It is us. He chose, amen, to take up residence here, but he will only stay as long as we keep sin out. I said, he has chosen to take up residence in this temple. He has even told us through messages in tongues and interpretation that he has taken up residence here, but he will not stay here if we don't keep sin out of the camp. And it's important that we do that. In fact, in Genesis 6 and 3, and just a phrase in there that I want to use, that the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he is also flesh, yet his day shall be 120. He said, I am not, amen, hallelujah, I am not going to put up, amen, with man, that just keeps on sinning and sinning and sinning and sinning over and over. Amen. You know, after a while, God gets tired of somebody saying, I'm sorry, and, and, and coming back and, 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 and getting back in. There comes a time that God said, hey, I want you to live for me. Now, he's got, I'm going to tell you, he's got a lot more patience than any of us. So I'm not saying that God don't come back again and again. He does. Thank God he does. Come on. He's merciful. He's his, his mercies are new, the Bible said, every morning. So every morning you get a crated mercies in, in, uh, at your house door, and he's, he's, he's give you mercy again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But I, I began to study, and as I began to study this, and I've got some things to read tonight that, that through that I might have some words to say, but also came from Bible Illustrator, and I thought it was... Uh, it was talking about this marketplace in the temple. It began to, to go into detail of what it really was. That, that in the time of our Savior, the temple properly so-called and had three courts. And so you can understand what was going on. And each surrounding one another. Three courts with buildings they encompassed made up what was known under the general name of the temple. And in the first of these courts stood the altar of burnt offering. And to this came none but the priests and the Levites. The second surrounding that of the priest was the great hall which, though the Jews assembled to worship, was also open to the proselytes who had been circumcised 
and had thus taken up on themselves the whole ritual of Moses. But the outer court of the three was called the court of the Gentiles and was appropriated to uh, the proselytes as had renounced idolatry, but who, not having been circumcised, were still accounted unclean by the Jews. So the two first of these courts were accounted holy, but no sanctity appears to have been attached to the third. It was considered a part of the temple, but had no share in that sacredness which belonged to all the rest. I want you to catch this. And in this outer court, the court of the Gentiles, everybody said, that's me. It was that the sheep and the oxen and the doves were sold. And the money changers had their tables set up. And the Jews did not regard this court as possessing any legal sanctity. They, they, they didn't count it as a temple. It was, it was nothing that was holy or hollowed. But I want to tell you, God hollows it all, even where the Gentiles are. Amen. And they permitted them to use this as a market, amen, in the temple of those that came hither to worship. So here we have, this is kind of at the spot where God is about to call in the Gentiles to and make them a part. Yet there is a separation here. The Jews said they have no part. Amen. So they're, they're, they're not really God's chosen. So uh, we'll just let them do whatever out there. But we're on the inside. And, and, and we're in the real temple. And this was done on purpose, I believe, to show their contempt for the Gentiles. And that the Jews allowed the traffic which Christ interrupted. Oh, ain't you glad he interrupted it? When Christ entered the court of the Gentiles and found in place of solemnity, which should have been pervaded, a scene dedicated to worship. Come on. The outer court was a place of worship for the Gentiles. All the noise and the tumult of the market. He had before him the most striking exposition of that fatal resolve on the part of his countrymen, which his apostles strove in vain to counteract. They worked on it, but it seemed like there was no, nothing they could do. The resolve of considering themselves as God's peculiar people to the exclusion of all besides and the refusing to unite themselves with converts, come on, from, he, from heathenism in the formation of visible church. Come on. I don't want nothing to do with the heathen. Come on. Hallelujah. No heathenistic practices. Was not this then an occasion upon which to exercise the prophetic office that Jesus had? Was there not there an opportunity of inclinating truth which, however, uh, unplatable to the Jews, required of all others to be set forth with clearness and maintained with constancy the truth that though God for a time had seemed neglectful 
of the great body of men and bestowed all his carefulness upon the solitary tribe. Yet were the Gentiles watched over by him. Come on. In their long alienation and about to be gathered within the borders of his church. Come on. Hallelujah. And this truth we suppose it to have been which Christ set himself to teach by a significant act of driving from the court of the Gentiles the merchants with their merchandise. He said, I'm going to drive them out because this also, the Jews that are on the inner court may be my people, but I want you to know that there are some in this outer court that I aim to proclaim as my people and graft them into the church. Everybody said amen. Aren't you glad? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He declared as he could have done in words that the place where the strangers worshipped was to be accounted as sacred as that in which the Israelites assembled. He said, to me there is no difference. No matter if they're Jew or Gentile, I don't care where they stand. This is all my house and I'm counting it as my house. Woo! Ah, I don't know about you, but I'm about to get excited because I was grafted into the branch. Come on. We are spiritual Jews, if you please. There is no difference between us and the Jew. In fact, he has got a chosen people, and you and I are part of that chosen. That makes me excited. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. In Ephesians... 2 and 19, I like what he said. It says, now therefore ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints of the household of God. Come on. He's talking about us. <laughs> he said, you was once foreign and, and you was once called heathen. Everybody looked down upon you, but he said, I'm proclaiming you that you are no longer a foreigner. <laughs> Woo, glory. I'm a child of God, been set free by the blood of the Lamb. Come on, church. Hallelujah. In fact, he moved a little closer to the Gentile, and he gave us a position that the Jew cannot claim, that he put his spirit on the inside. Come on. That will always work on the outside, and it will make you clean. It will help you in teaching. Come on. It'll help you live for God. Woo. Mercy. Hallelujah. In other words, God was just as much God to the Gentiles as he was to the Jews. Church, I'm excited about that. Yeah, yet I sometimes don't think we act the part just like they didn't act the part. Glory. Hallelujah. I'm sorry, but I think sometimes we need to say, I don't care who they are. They've got a place in the temple. Come on. Because God never turned anybody away, Brother Freddie. <laughs> Woo! When they come in the house, let me tell you, no matter what they're doing, hey, the Bible said the husband is sanctified by the wife. Whoever's serving God is sanctified by the I'm going to tell you, 
when a sinner comes through the doors, let me tell you, they're sanctified. <laughs> oh, but all of this group in here, the Lord takes into consideration that I'll take care of them. Hallelujah. You may not know it, but just... You, just you really coming to church, how much God protects you because you walk through the doors. I don't care if you've ever given your heart to him or not. There is a certain amount of protection by just coming here. You better hang on to that. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The outer court, the place of worship. Oh, Lord. I'm, God began to deal with me back in my office yesterday, and I had myself a hollow back there. He began to move on me, and I'm, I'm going to tell you, I, I, well, you'll find out for us, it's all over. Amen. Hallelujah. The outer court, the place of worship, has become in our day a place to discuss daily affairs. Mm, help me out a little bit. I'm, I know I'm, I'm, I'm treading on ice tonight. That's all right. I'm, God just, he worked me over. So, hey, hey you and I is going to get worked over together tonight. All right? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's become a discussion of daily affairs and, and the cares of life and sports and everything else except God and His kingdom. It's become a visitation station where we get together and just talk about things. You, you, you tell me what we talk about when we come in this place of worship. We talk about everything except worship. Oh, help me, God. Come on, Gentiles. I don't want to go back to what... They were doing back in those days. I, I, I want to veer from where they were at. I don't want this to become normal. Come on. I don't want this to become just like my house at home. Come on. This place is set aside as sacred. Come on. Come on. It's set aside as a hollowed place because God is in the house and he come in to take up residence here and it's not just any place. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Everybody stay with me. Hallelujah. I'm not saying that we should not shake hands and greet people. But let's keep our mind on the one we have come to worship. Glory. God help me. I said, God help me. God help me. As I began to read and study this, Yesterday in my office, the Holy Ghost hit me and I come out from behind that desk because God began to work on me and Sister Margaret, condemnation began to work on me. Hallelujah. And I began to think of all of the things we talk about in this sanctuary and some of them has nothing to do with God. And God began to deal with me when I was studying. He said, I'm telling you right now, we need to go from prayer to worship. Oh, he began to weigh heavy on my heart that there is, there is a, too much of a long transition between prayer and worship. Oh, Jesus, I'm, I'm gonna get down to where we live tonight because I feel like God has spoke to me. We need, I'm telling you right now, we need to go from prayer to worship. Oh, yes, hallelujah. I wonder what it'd be like. Come on. Don't you remember way back when? 
Oh, when this was done and we came into the house of God and we went to the prayer room and Brother Freddie, I can remember time after time that we never come from the prayer room till it was time to start church and we started church in the prayer room and by the time we got to the sanctuary, honey, there was already a move of God in our midst. You know why? We wasn't buying or selling anything in the outer court. We was praising God already. When we come from the prayer room, there was a transition from prayer to worship and there was not an intermission. There's too much. Oh, it's too long intermission. It needs to be prayer and worship. Woo. Oh, he worked on me, Brother Freddie, because I can remember those days. I don't know about you, but I think we fell from that. But Lord, give me revival. Give me a move of God. Bring my family in. Why ain't you answering my prayer? Well, maybe if you didn't have such a long intermission between the prayer and the worship that your prayers would be answered. Oh, praise God. Hallelujah. We, be, we brought the prayer into the worship. It became a part of it. There was no intermission. There was nothing. There was no slackness between it. Oh, there was no intermission given for visiting and talking. It was, it was from prayer to worship. We come out of the prayer room. The songs began to be sung, Brother Mason. The Spirit of the Lord came down, and by the second song, there was somebody running the aisles. Somebody was dancing the Spirit. Come on, the Spirit of God had already touched, and by the second or third song, there could have been a message in tongues and interpretation of tongues. You know why? Because there was no intermission between prayer and worship. And I believe God is calling the church back to that Come on, if we're going to see revival in Mount Carmel, it's going to have to be prayer, then worship. Whew, mercy. I'm feeling this, y'all. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, I'm not talking about and talking against fellowship and visiting, okay? Get me, get me straight. Don't, go, don't, don't, don't charge me here. I think we need that. More thou than ever before. But I'm of the opinion we need to set aside a time different from the church services to fellowship. I'm hearing a few amens. To talk and to visit with one another. I don't see, hey, you want to talk and worship afterwards? That's all right, but let's don't... Yeah, can I just say it plain old straight? I feel like sometimes when we come from the prayer room and there's an intermission that we're interrupting God's service. There's an interruption. We can't, we can't get our head together because it's, it's already, we've went and prayed and now we come back and the first thing you know, it's carnal again. And there's been that intermission that the, I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm, I'm just going to say it like it is. There's that intermission that Satan likes to use, and if we're not careful, it's no longer visiting, it's gossip. God, oh yeah, come on. Bless you, vision, come on. Praise the Lord. I, I feel it anyway. He dealt with me. He, hey, I'm not talking about just you. You understand that I'm in this mix, that God place condemnation on me you need to pray till it's time for church to start 
Oh yeah, come on. You want your prayers answered? You want your children and your grandchildren to come in? I wonder what it'd do if we do that. Oh yeah, this is the house of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Need to talk and visit with one another in a separate time of fellowship. Then we can come to the house of God ready to pray and to worship just as it was set aside to do. Because this, he said, this, this is my house and it shall be called a house of prayer. That's my subject. My house shall be called a house of prayer. Oh, he said, there's not any ifs, ands, or buts about it. It's going to be called that. And if we don't help make it that, you think the world that comes through our doors is going to think we're any different from all the rest? If I can remember back several years, we were known for our prayer. God help us that we're known again for the prayer. God help us that we're known again for the worship. That anybody that, anybody and everybody and their brother wanted to come to this church because they'd already heard it was easy to preach here. But I'm sorry, there's been too many intermissions and, and it's interrupted God's plan for this church. And if we're not careful, if we're not going to entertain the presence of God, it's not going to be strong in here no more. He may be here, but it's going it's to it's be by just little spots. At sundry times. I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm tired of sundry times. That was the Old Testament. I'm ready for him to move every time we come through the church doors. And I believe the only way it's going to happen is quit the intermission between prayer and praise. Oh, yeah. Is anybody behind me? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. Let's bring the church... Let's bring the church back to its original purpose. It shall be called the house of prayer. Let's, let's bring it back to where it really belongs. I don't, I, that's where I want it. I want it back where God wants it to be. I, I want to be a part of the church. I want to be a part of that Gentile dispensation that was placed on the outside, but now he has called us no longer foreigners, but you're a part. You're, you're a child of God. You're my children. And it's a father's good pleasure to give his children their needs. If you ask for bread, he won't give you a stone. That's how close. I'm a son of the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Yet we're living in a world today who say, excuse me, but what can the church do for me? And they're usually not speaking spiritually. Rather than what can I do for the church? People today think the church owes them something even though they never attend and never put in anything. We're in debt and we're indebted and whether you pay, whether you don't. That's Come on, I'm sorry, but this, this is the world we live in. I'm gonna, I want to remind you, the, cho the, the church is not a loan company. It's not a bank. It's not a grocery store. It's a place of worship. 
Come on, you, you, come on, then you might as well join in with me. I'm not done yet. I'm not saying we don't need to help people from time to time. But we're not their source of living. Naturally, we're not their source of living. But we are their, their source of living spiritually. What God called the church to do is to minister to the soul. Amen? Now, I believe and, 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 and I know and, and some of you that's been here ever since we've been here, then I think you'll have to say amen, but if you don't want to, then that's all right because I know. I, I'm sitting, I've stood in the pastor's position and, and no. This church has stepped outside the box in the years that I've been around here. And I can't begin to tell you of the people that has been helped by this church with little or no thanks. I, used, I can remember Kingsburg that I used to get so many calls from people, from people right in this city when we were in Kingsburg still yet. Finally, I found out, and I won't mention the organization, but that when people called the one certain organization for help, our name was given them to call. I finally got tired of that. And I finally, when I would answer the phone through the day and somebody would call me for help, I would say, have you called all the churches in Mount Carmel yet? Because this is where they lived most of the time said, no, sir, I haven't. I said, well, you call all the churches in town before you call me. I'm in Kingsburg, not Mount Carmel. Oh, it's getting quiet in here. But I'm telling you, church, I know that we're supposed to help people. But there comes a place that some others need to kick in. Hey, there was only two churches in Kingsburg, and there's 35 in Mount Carmel. Now, you tell me that makes sense. Why not check with your own city first before you go outside it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, getting quiet. It's all right. I've, I've learned to go ahead and preach anyway. Mm. Come on, church. We are the church of the living God, and we need to treat it as so. There are too many people that are outside of the church that wants the church to help them that never darkens a church door. In fact, in the Kingsburg air, when I was there, I used to tell them, if I'm going to come and bring you food, then I'm going to expect you on Sunday morning to be at church. You know what? They may have come to church one time, never did show up after that. And you know what I found out? That many of those that we were helping, you could walk in the door and they had a great big old big TV with cable TV. Come on, they had cell phones, they had all this junk, but they could not afford food for their family. I'm telling you, it come the place I wanted to say, get rid of your TV, get rid of your cell phone, get rid of cable TV, maybe you could do something. Oh, yeah, come on, church. I'm talking about the church of the living God. This is a house of prayer. If we would begin to pray, God would begin to save them people. Come on, they need to be in our church. 
If y'all can remember anybody, then you bring it to my memory. But I don't remember one person that we have took and taken food that we won to church. Don't remember anybody we helped that really led them to church. They may have come or once or twice and every, when they got help, everything's all right. Out we go. Come on. This is the house of God. This is the church of the living God. It was made to help, but it said that we must take hold and care of those in the household of faith first. Oh, yeah. My Lord, it's, come on, Bishop, keep on. Hallelujah. When the Lord drove the money changers from the outer court, the Gentiles' place, he was making a statement. There is no longer a separation between the Jews and the Gentiles. Let me say that again, because if you don't get excited about this, you're not going to get excited about nothing. I said, when he done away with the money changers and all of that in the outer court. He was making a statement and saying there is no longer a separation between the Jews and the Gentiles. In other words, these in the outer court has got just as much right up there with you Jews. Come on. There is not a separation any longer. You're my people. No matter if you're standing in the outer court, you're still chosen. You're a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. Oh, yeah. I'm about to get done. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, church, but it makes me want to hollow our outer court. Come on. I don't know about you, but I want to hollow this place. Yes, sir. I want to howl it. It's, it's a place of worship. This, this, I'm sorry, it's not just this up here is sacred. This has become, because this is the place where the minister ministers, everybody thinks, well, that's a sacred place, but out here we can do whatever. No, 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 no. When, when God made this church and he took up residence here, I'm sorry, he's not just going to stay on the platform. He walks up and down these aisles and across these pews. Come on. Hallelujah. Oh, it's not just a preacher that feels it. I'm telling you, he walks among you. Come on. It's a church of the living God. And from the front to the back, even in the back part, it's still church. On These Sunday school rooms were dedicated to him. Come on, church. This building was dedicated to him. Hallelujah. My house shall be called a house of prayer. Oh, not an intermission for a gossip session. Come on. Glory. We need to get on fire. I don't know about you, but I'm, if we could all get on fire, it'd burn up all the dross in us and there wouldn't be nothing left but pure old Holy Ghost power. If you don't feel the need, then I, maybe I'll just stand alone and say, I feel the need of being refilled once again. I don't know about you, but I need another Pentecost. Come on. When clothes and tongues as a fire set upon each of them. Oh, 
And they all began to speak in tongues as the Spirit of God gave them utterance. I need that. I do need that because that same day, 3,120 souls was added to the church. I don't know whether you want to be a part of that or not, but I do. Glory. I don't know if you remember it, but it ain't been but a couple years ago on an Easter Sunday. I remember we broke our record attendance and there was 163 people sitting in this church. You know what? I think there's been too many intermissions between the prayer and the worship. <laughs> Woo! Hallelujah. I'll stand over here and worship a little bit then. Oh, Jesus. Oh, glory. I'm feeling the Holy Ghost in here. <sighs> glory. Hallelujah. I'm about to close. I, I'm going to ask Brother and Sister Mason. I don't know where they can, he can come up with the song. They, I'm sure they can. They, I, I am very sure of that. I want them to come. But I, I'm, I, I'm about to call this church to worship. I know how the Holy Ghost hit me back there in my office. And I know how condemned I felt that I the Lord. Yeah, I, I come back, you know. You know how your excuses are in your mind. Say, well, yeah, but Lord, I'm just going to go greet people before church. I need to... I need to pray till the answer comes, church. I, I, need to, I need to prepare myself so when I come into this house to worship that the Spirit of the Lord comes down and there starts being answers to my prayers that I've just prayed. Oh, oh. You, know what, you know what that contains? Some of these people that's drifted from us. Come on, some of our family members, Brother Ty, come on, that slipped out from the church. And they've, they've got caught up. Satan has got them caught up in this world. And, and I don't know about you, but I don't forget them. And I, I began to name their names. Come on. I, oh, glory. I don't want there to be an intermission. I don't want to forget, Joe, what I just prayed for in that prayer room. I want that. I want him to pour the, I want him to pour the answers out when I come out of the prayer room. And I believe it can happen. We've seen it happen before, church, and we can see it happen again if we'll not let anything else separate us from our prayer to worship. Glory, I'm feeling the Holy Ghost in this place. Hallelujah. I wish somebody right now would allow themselves to engage in worship in this outer court like we haven't done for a while. Would you stand? Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you and have a blessed day.